All right, well, for the purposes of uh, everyone who's not with us live, welcome to the Mind Killer. Oh, right. Hi. I'm Wesley Fenza. Uh, I'm Inish Brodsky. And I am your streamer for the evening, Buttman69. Smash that like button and hit subscribe. Check me out on Patreon and OnlyFans. Okay, there's probably an actual Buttman69 out there, and you just gave him all of our listeners. Yeah. Damn you, he's going to get 10 new listeners. That's amazing. He's going to notice that. Uh, All right. It is about 9 p.m. on election night. In the Eastern time zone? Uh, Yeah, in the time zone that matters. Oh! Uh, no, no big, huge surprises so far, but things are not looking good in Florida, uh, which is the... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to skip the uh, beginning cutscene just because... Yeah, David is streaming the Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds. Yes, good game. He's above all this election analysis. Not wrong. Um, uh, let's see. So... Called for Tom Cotton's. Uh, that's what David cared about. Uh, uh, I mean, that's, I that's not a surprise in the least, but man, that would have been nice. I know. No, I was hopeful when that first poll came out because it was like it was like thirty some to forty some percent. But then two more polls came out, and uh, Cotton's numbers kept going up. So it was pretty foregone before tonight. Okay, so this is a rationalist stream. So I'm feeling I dump charisma. And max out intelligence. Um, David, can, yeah. can we pretend that that has something to do with the election? Uh, we can, but I'd really rather not. I think the, the stream is there for people who will like to have their eyes engaged while we talk about the political hell, right? No, I think David should be allowed to comment on it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Make it as surreal as possible. Yeah. Um, tell you what, let's... Uh, Link it into the election by letting people in chat vote on uh, what stats I would uh, use. No, no. Instead, let's speculate about which Democratic presidential candidate was uh, maxed intelligence dump charisma. I, I mean, it was. How is that even a question? It was obviously Yang. Yeah. <laughs> Yang's charismatic. I watch his, uh, his YouTube stream. He's absolutely charismatic if you're a rationalist. I'm, I'm not sure the vast majority of people thought that, though. Yeah, you're right. It's because we have, um, I don't know, I'm not sure if it's synergy or a flaw or something where you can um, substitute up to one half of your int score as charisma when you're talking to a rationalist. So we liked him quite a bit. Very true. Okay. All right, um, so... Oh, oh, Hobo Demon, that is a tempting offer, but... Part of me really wants to just make Harry Potter Evans Varys, uh, in which case we need to dump perception as well, max out dexterity, and probably also dump strength. So is Outer Worlds a thing where you like play through games? I thought it was just a continuous thing where you didn't have multiple characters. Oh, I, I'm starting a new save so that there's no spoilers. And I have to spend all of my attribute points, so I guess I'll just... Um, eh, he can get one point in perception, I guess. And I don't I don't even remember who the other Democratic candidates were really now. There was also Warren and Sanders. And then there were a bunch of people that no one cares about. Yeah. There was Steve Bullock, who, uh, you know, might, might win the Montana Senate race, but probably won't. 
Okay, so lots of points in detail. Oh, fuck, I can... Okay. Um, was Harry <laughs> Potter Evans very sneaky? I feel like he was pretty sneaky. I mean, he was once he got the invisibility cloak. Yeah. I don't know. Dialogue might not be a terrible option. So, the what are the... <laughs> Big states we're looking at: Pennsylvania, Ohio, Texas, Florida. What yeah, am I what missing? Am I Florida, Florida's pretty much lost. Uh, apparently, they uh, there was some pretty severe polling error in the um, Latino and Cuban American uh, parts of the electorate. Um, oh, that's unfortunate. Hard to say what if that has any implications for the rest of the. But yeah. Can't really count on Florida anymore. Uh, Georgia is still in play. It's it's leaning Trump. New York Times has it at eighty one percent Trump, and the same with North Carolina. What about South Carolina? Uh, South Carolina. Uh, South Carolina is going for Trump. How is that even a question? I heard that it was in play. I mean, uh, it it's in play in the Senate, possibly, maybe because Lindsey Graham is a uniquely terrible candidate. And also person. Uh, let's see. Green eyes. But you're sure the state's going red then, eh? Carolina. Yeah. Uh, so Virginia, yeah. Pennsylvania, Ohio, maybe Georgia, Texas. Yeah, I mean, the real tipping point is uh, Pennsylvania. But the, we're not going to know Pennsylvania results tonight. So it's going to be a lot of nail-biting the next couple of days. Well, that's that's... Really disappointing. What is even the point of watching the election if we got to wait a few days? They have no guess. No, there is no point. That's why I'm doing this dumb shit. Damn it, David. Stop I'm trying to act like you're better than us at thinking things. I am, though. I you can tell because I'm doing something fun. If Biden wins Georgia or North Carolina, then he's almost certainly wins the election. Um, so that's what we were watching, um, which could still happen, but is not super likely to happen. Yeah. I am already disappointed in this country for not just having a Biden landslide. Same. It's like it really blows. I'm disappointed in this country too, but for completely different reasons. It really blows my mind being here for the past four years and be like, uh, yeah, let's do this again. Yeah. Okay, so I can't fit Harry James Potter Evans Varys. So should I just put Harry or H? J P E V. Can you do Harry J Pev? Y J P. Yes, I can. Great. There we go. Five thirty. Like super confused about Ohio because they don't know what part of the vote is in. What part of the vote is in? Uh, where I missed that. Say in Ohio, Biden leads by eighteen points among absentee votes and by two points among in-person votes. So that sounds really good for Biden, right? Well, maybe, but we may be seeing the early in-person votes reported first which are likely better for Biden than once cast on election. Why Why are blue people going to the polls earlier in the day than red people? No, I think he means the like votes that were cast before election day, but in person. Oh, I didn't even did realize you, you could go cast in person before election day. You I see, I read that as I'm suggesting the Democrats got up earlier. Oh, that might work. That might be it too. Maybe not. Not sure I mean, that makes as much sense, but maybe. I would assume that Democrats are more likely to have jobs where they can work from home, so they go in the middle of the day to vote, whereas the Republicans, you know, have to actually go to a job site somewhere and go vote after work. But that could just be my, you know, um, 
stereotypes, prejudices, whatever you call them. Oh, certainly. Uh, so, David, weren't we supposed to be fighting about something? Uh, maybe? Oh, shit. Look at that picture of Yang over in uh, The Mind Killer. Right? right? That is a sexy Andrew Yang. That's got to be like at least 10 years old, right? Probably more than that. Yeah, so I love how uh, being frozen in cryostasis makes time change around and slow down. It's science! Yeah, I thought you were all freezing yourselves. Wait, if you're frozen, shouldn't time, like, stop for you? No, when... So, when you thaw from being frozen in stasis for too long, then sometimes, like, um... Or then you, like, can make time slow down for some reason. Because science. Oh, Uh, yeah, got it. Oh, oh, yeah, we're supposed to be fighting about uh, who supports zoning reform. Oh, yeah. The, the, and I say the Democrats do because the Democrats say they support it. Uh, David says, uh, no, it's all a lie. And if the Democrats got, uh, they no, I say that they support it now, but if they change, but if we change the electoral system so that they were less beholden to the suburbs and exurbs, then they'd probably change their tune. I Uh, think that's insane because I think it sounds like something Harry would say. I think you're totally wrong about who supports zoning. I think it's probably the urban vote, at least on the Democratic side. Okay. okay. If you look at the platform, the uh, the way Biden has it described is is ending exclusionary zoning, which is phrased in a way to appeal to you know your your woke urban vote. Yeah, I mean, uh, so I'm not sure how much overlap there is between woke urbanite and landowning urbanite, but like. It would be completely insane to suggest that landowning urbanites don't, you know, have more support for zoning laws because they like have a ton of skin in the game. And it would just be insane if they systematically didn't support it, despite them having in some in a lot of cases, literally millions of dollars at stake. I mean, like if you. Like if you own a house, if you own property in San Francisco, then that's your retirement plan. And if there's zoning reform, then your retirement plan goes up in smoke. And generally, people don't vote in favor of burning their four hundred one ks. Yeah, I mean, I would be, uh, I would probably agree that rich landowners uh, don't support zoning reform. I just don't think that's uh, that powerful a voting block. Yeah, I'd like to um, chime in here with my roommate who uh, is, you know, basically has rented his entire life. I don't know if he ever plans to buy anything, but in the area where we live currently, a year ago, they passed a law to restrict growth to uh, no more than 1% per year, which, you know, means we're going to have all the San Francisco problems and everything else here in our suburb. But uh, he was greatly in favor of it. Uh, despite the fact that he doesn't own any land here and it's just going to make things worse for him because he uh, grew up here and he wants it to stay a lot like it was. So apparently a lot of people just vote based on emotions or something. I don't know. It's weird. So Anderson asks, can anyone give me a quick two to three sentence summary of what zoning reforms laws even are and what do people want to do? Uh, so basically, uh, zoning so- laws, the, in, in, in how we talk about them, are restrict density in whatever area is zoned um, to less than a free market would bear. 
Um, in the suburbs, that usually means they they mandate either that they have to be single family homes. They give lot sizes and setback requirements, parking requirements, all kinds of regulations that mean you can't really build dense houses. Um, in cities, a lot of it is um, height restrictions on buildings or just uh, direct density restrictions. Uh, plus, like, um, like this may not technically be zoning, but I would also include things like um, uh, requirements for ensuite kitchens and bathrooms and so on. Uh, which are also density restrictions, albeit with a few extra steps. Yeah. And so Biden, part of Biden's platform is that he wants to um, make federal transportation funding uh, contingent on cities um, loosening up their zoning laws to allow more uh, denser housing. Um, he's not specific about how exactly to do that, um, but it's at least you know, gives some rhetorical support to the idea that we'd be making our cities denser. Did he say only cities or for all subdivisions? Like, will this apply to suburbs as well? Uh, I'm not actually sure. I quoted it earlier. Let me see if I can. I think all Biden says is he wants to to, to end restrictive zoning laws. So that's a squishy enough phrase that could apply to each. Yeah. Yeah, it, it says he wants states to develop a strategy for exclusionary zoning, um, as proposed by the Home Act of 2019. Um, and then the Home Act uh, says exclusionary zoning laws, for example, local ordinances that ban apartment buildings from certain residential areas or set minimum lot size for single-family homes can often exclude some families and individuals from certain neighborhoods, leaving a shortage of affordable housing for those kids. So it's it's all, it's it's not, none of it's very specific. Uh, so it's not, um, certainly not what I'd like to see. I'd like to see much stronger language and specific language about what exactly is going to happen. But I'm glad it's in there rather than the Republican platform of just being against that. New Mexico was called for uh, Biden by the AP, which is where he was favored to win anyway, but still good sign. Yeah, that's good. And they called South Carolina for um, Trump, which again, again not a surprise. Hey, Hickenlooper wins Colorado. Way to go, Colorado. Yay, Colorado. That was the most likely Democratic pickup, but at least they got it. Uh, and it's a good sign that it's called early. I mean, Colorado's been, I don't want to say in the bag for blue this whole time, but it, it, it's been heavily favored to go blue. Yeah, so was the country, but, you know, here we are. Yeah, <laughs> damn it, country. Oh, good. Grant Gardner got the boot. He was, he was awful. <laughs> Wisconsin just announced that uh, they won't have final results till 5 a.m. at the earliest. All right. Looks like this is going to be one of those uh, 10-hour podcasts. Yay. I didn't say which time zone, though. It's 5 a.m. Greenwich, so we only got a little bit to go. Oh, I've been playing for like 20 minutes, and I've already broken the rule of Batman. How How dare dare you? you? In fairness, I'm not sure marauders entirely count as people. Do you, it's kind of a gray area. They do you ever actually talk. try to follow the law of Batman, though? Uh, I mean, not in this. Do you see Marauders can't talk? Yeah, they can't talk. It's weird. They may not. Hmm, okay. They just they just kind of shout. Shouting counts as talking if you can like shout in Morse code. Uh, 
I haven't actually checked to see whether or not their shouting is in Morse code. So fair. ABC News on the TV, and they are they are just like playing around with 538's little uh, interactive election. In fairness, I'm only doing something slightly more uh, entertaining than that. So fair, fair. True. I'm just saying. So like, our show is probably higher quality than that. <laughs> Less production value, though. I mean, if you count the production value of the Outer Worlds, probably considerably more, but uh, also considerably more IP violation. Like more efficient use of. Is it IP violation to Trump? Uh, not to Trump. God, this is my brain. Is to uh, stream a, a game that you're playing on Discord? Uh, I so I, I saw this being discussed last week. Actually, it's an interesting question. I think the answer is technically yes. Um, and they, uh, but it's also free advertising, so no one's been dumb enough to sue over it, right? So they could, like, they could technically shut you down if they wanted to, if they never would, because they video game companies love stream. That seems weird though, because you can't, like, you can't, um, uh, copyright a performance, and you could argue that this is a performance, right? I mean, you, you can, you can copyright the, the program that is used in the like you can't just like record yourself doing karaoke and sell that without paying something hmm. uh so very interesting um ohio because so far it's looking like biden's doing really well and if biden wins ohio that's that's it's it's all over uh, are we sure that it's all over if he wins ohio uh well nate silver says trump chances plummet to one percent if biden wins oh okay then um uh-huh. but it's, i mean that that's sort of the reason for no one's trusting these these preliminary results because uh, Ohio is a pretty long shot. Was that the one that had um, the advantage in in early voting? They all had an advantage. Uh, I really want to know. I wish they would tell us like what percentage of the total votes um, the early votes are you know represent. Like if it's only ten percent of all votes, that's not a big deal. But if it's like seventy percent of the total votes that are expected to come in, that's that's enough. Yeah, I mean, I think that data's out there, but it's like, you know, it's it's usually between like 50 to 70% uh, in each state. Uh, but it varies by state because they all had different laws. Like New- in New Jersey, they mailed us all ballots and then sent us a second letter being like, um, do your mail-in ballot, don't come to the polls. I mean, you can come to the polls, but don't. So I would think, uh, you know, New Jersey probably has a very high percent of mail-in ballot while uh, somewhere like, Ohio probably has, you know, closer to 50. So, um, do we want to talk about how, uh, I was very ill-advised to make the bet I did with Steven, since I didn't consider the possibility of a global pandemic completely overturning how elections are done? That sounds like someone fell prey to the planning fallacy. You're You're not not entirely wrong. But also, oh, so did literally the rest of humanity. So, <laughs> so uh, what, what was the bet I'm, you made with Stephen? Uh, the bet I made with Stephen was that the youth vote would remain low in 2020, as it always does, uh, or always did, rather, before the plague times, uh, because he predicted that it would be something like four percentage points higher than it's ever been. And youth turnout is really, really hard to predict. Um, 
Fun fact, would either of you care to guess who the um, contestants were uh, during the pre-2020 election with the highest youth turnout? Kennedy, maybe? Nope. Wes, you got any guesses? No, I said no, I don't want to guess. Who was running in 1968 would be my question. That was the year with all the riots, so probably lots of young people were upset about that one. Um, so 68 would have been... Uh, Let's see, Nixon and Hubert Humphrey, really? Yeah, also George Wallace. Right. Yeah, it was Nixon, Humphrey, and I guess Wallace was running as a third party. The kids love Humphrey. Yeah, um... Uh, repost beta test also guessed Obama McCain, and you're all wrong. It was those young, sexy studs, George Herbert Walker Bush and Michael Dukakis. Wow, okay. Yeah. Uh, so you vote not really driven by much except for plague. <laughs> why? I don't understand why the plague would make the youth vote more. Uh, because they don't normally vote because. It's a pain, and young people are both time and money poor, so they don't really want to take time off work. Uh, but when it's just a matter of sticking a ballot in the mail, then it's not that big a deal. Well, how is that the fault of the plague, then, as opposed to uh, mail-in voting getting better and better every year? Has mail-in voting been getting better and better every year? I've been under the impression that it was just kind of like the normal shitty system, and then they finally got it somewhat functional when they had to because of plague times. I live in a state where we perfected mail-in voting over a decade ago, and I assumed that we were just slowly exporting our awesome technology to the rest of the country. But maybe that I'm wrong. That sounds like a bit of a self-serving theory, but maybe. <laughs> you know, Republicans uh, are constantly sabotaging mail-in voting because they high turnout is bad for them. They, I mean, they haven't, though. The early voting has been a tool that the Republican political machine's been using to its advantage for a long time until, you know, Trump. Oh, God. The New York Times needle has uh, North Carolina at 91% Trump. Hmm. Well, this sounds horrible. I don't. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's bad. So are we looking for Texas, Ohio, and Pennsylvania then? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really, it's Pennsylvania that's like the real toss-up. Uh, Ohio would be amazing, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't really think there's. Uh, I don't believe these early. Numbers. If he loses Texas, is there any chance for Trump to win? Yeah, if he loses Texas, he's done. So why does high voter turnout always help the Democrats? I mean, it doesn't always help the Democrats. It just usually helps the Democrats because um, the Democrats are basically have an edge with anyone who's not uh middle class white men and they tend to vote and, and people who aren't middle class white men tend to vote less than uh that just sounds so bizarre to me like middle class white men can't be that huge of a demographic that they rule entire elections oh but i'm saying if turnout goes up it usually goes up disproportionately among young people among non-white people um i think i don't i mean I don't that's a, uh, i mean I that's, that's not that's not saying that the turnout is lower among those groups. It's saying that the turnout is more elastic among those groups, which seems like a much harder proposition to prove. 
I mean, turnout is lower among. I mean, yes, but that's not relevant. What matters is whether the turnout elasticity is higher or lower. Right. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if you look at the data, whenever turnout is high, it's disproportionately higher among those. Okay, so that's a different claim, though. That's literally what I said. That is what he said, as far as I understood it. Uh, yeah, so yeah, put it this way. If there's a demographic where they... Um, where 5% of them turn out to vote, and it's always exactly 5%, and no matter how many ads you run or turn out the vote campaigns you do, it's always just 5%, then that's a really low turnout, but it's also really inelastic. And right. it sounds like what Wes is saying, which checks out, but it is a different thing, is that in those groups where Democrats are favored, turnout is more elastic. No, I understand what you're saying, and I'm saying, yes, it is more elastic. Okay, cool. 538 is here reminding us that uh, in 2018, it looked like the Republicans were going to be outperforming their poll numbers, too, and that uh, ended up not being, not to you know, throw ourselves out any windows yet. I don't think that was much of a risk for me, but I appreciate the warning nonetheless. I was talking to you. I know you don't care, right? I'm talking to my wife who's uh, <laughs> huddled under a blanket. Hi, Wes's wife. Hi. Why is she hiding under the blanket? Are you very scary looking this night? <laughs> I'm reading the, I'm watching the news. It's a mistake. You're right, <laughs> it is. And also definitely under no circumstances start a news podcast that requires you to follow the news with your two dumb friends. It's a terrible life decision. David, you're just still mad I made you watch that debate. I'm very mad that you made me watch that debate. Hey, if you didn't want to watch political debates, you shouldn't have joined a political podcast. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Uh-oh. Texas is leaning red. Not a surprise, I guess, but damn it. Damn it. Leaning red, I'm not worried about. But yeah, just based on the results so far, I mean, it, I you can't imagine there's any real hope for Texas. All right, so uh, what happens uh, so if, if when does go ahead, when does Texas count the early votes? Because uh, Texas was one of those states that they weren't allowed to open the ballots until election day. So that means that what we'd be seeing now would be um, uh, leaning red. I do not know. I don't understand why any state doesn't just open them as they come in. Uh, because election quote-unquote security. Which, you know, it's a problem that Florida solved without any particular compromise to security, but... Uh, blue states count them early. Red states decided not to this year because they they don't want them counted at the end of tonight, so Trump can go out and claim them. I wish I was joking. I wish that wasn't the actual reason, but it definitely is. You think there's going to be a situation where states that are called for red are later backtrack turned to blue? No, I, I I mean, maybe by Fox News, but I don't think the actual Sirius Network are going to call them before the so, so Johnny says he thinks it might be a good idea not to start opening ballots early, purely because based on primary elections, things seem to snowball some. For instance, if someone's already winning, people might say, hey, fuck it, and not go vote, which... Is well, you don't, tell the, you, yeah. you don't tell the public what the results are. You keep that hidden in the yeah. way. Exactly. It's a good argument for not reporting the results early. Um, and 
there does seem to be pretty good security about that sort of thing. I haven't heard any reports from any any state who's counted them early, you know, uh, telling anyone that anyone took seriously. And a lot of states counted early. Yeah, so um, if I sound very breaky-uppy, it's because I have a bad internet connection in this house, but I am recording it on Audacity, and so it should be smooth as silk on the podcast version that we're probably going to post, like, sometime. Yeah, I'll, probably, I'll probably just post the Craig recording. Yeah. On my end, you actually and, uh, sound better than, uh, than Wes does. Huh. How dare you? And why would no, not, not is... like in terms of sexiness or anything, just in terms of audio quality. Yeah, that's acceptable. Yeah, that's because I'm using my shitty mic in my living room. Uh, and, so uh, have, you know, so I don't have to abandon my fame. Uh, why would Kurt, it's funny you say that Inyash sounds drunk because he's the only one that's not drunk right now. <laughs> I'm not drunk. I'm just drinking. Well, sounds like you're not doing it very well. Should I go and start drinking so that I can sound not drunk? Yes, obviously. I mean, maybe not. Maybe that's not the why, but of course you should start drinking. Eh, I drink more than I probably should have over the weekend. I should chill out for a while. (laughs) David, Uh, you're going to make me think that you're trying to kill yourself with alcohol if you laugh like that. I I think he's laughing because he went to uh, other David's Halloween party. Yes. Ah, I got drunker than I ever have, and I don't know who's going to listen to this podcast, so I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> I want to see pictures of their David. I don't remember David? there being any other any cameras there, but I don't remember much from that weekend. So maybe I mean there were definitely cameras. It's just I mean yeah, but like picture takings but not remembering stuff was one of the reasons i stopped drinking constantly i I just came to realize that if i don't remember something happening it's like i just didn't live those days um and that seems like a waste of my life of course everyone else still remembers me living those days and so that's even worse well technically that means there's no continuity of consciousness and uh you're not you anymore exactly i mean this is a problem for people who care about that kind of thing well rip in peace (laughs) <laughs> I, I have come out quite strong saying that I do not care very much about continuity of consciousness as long as I have continuity of personality. That seems like a reason. Okay, time to go full asshole atheist on Vicar Max. I have no I have idea no what that means. Vicar Max is an atheist. No, atheist. Vicar! Not actually a religion. It's like deism. I'm pretty sure vicar is a position like priest or, or deacon. The church, but there's no deity. They follow like they it's it's like they're uh they're determinists. Um so they think that the universe was created and everything was preordained because but only because of the laws of physics, which is actually true. Hey Colorado just called called blue. Go yeah. to yeah. us. Hey. How's Virginia doing? And you guys said my vote would matter. I would never. Your vote. Would <laughs> uh, how is Virginia doing? Like Kanye's vote was the most important one. He voted for himself. Virginia appears to be blue. Okay, cool. I really considered voting for Kanye just for the lulls. You should have. He was on the ballot in Colorado. Or 
at least Joe Jorgensen. But no, you had to vote for the fucking person who voted for Fosta Sesta, at least as Veep. Who are you talking to at this moment? You. You are spreading lies about me, sir. Oh, did you not vote for Biden? I don't wish to talk about the details of my voting, but I probably didn't vote for the person who voted for Fosta Sesta. Okay, fair enough. I voted for all Democrats except my local representative because he sucks. And he causes all kinds of mischief in our local politics. So I wrote in my friend's name. Constantly. Did your friend win? What's that? Did your friend win? Uh, no, she did not. I believe she got one vote. And we went. <laughs> did, the, did the local guy you voted against lose at least? Ben? No, no, no. He always wins. Oh, man. If, if he actually had a chance of losing, I would have voted for him just because we need another Democrat vote. But since it didn't matter, I was just like, nah, F it. Um, Gina is here celebrating because they just showed the Philadelphia number. And it was like 90 plus for Biden. If only Philadelphia was all of Pennsylvania. Yeah. That's what I say. You know, Gina, I could have uh, could have answered that one for you yesterday. Shit, I could still be happy about it. Uh, okay, what was sir. Far be it for me to yuck your gum. What was actually uh, uh, good news was they showed Montgomery County was also nearly ninety percent Biden, uh, and he uh, Clinton did not do that well in the Philadelphia suburbs. So oh, good. That that portends good things for Pennsylvania. I really wish that like. Urban and suburban and rural voters could have their own different sets of laws that they lived under so that this wouldn't be such a life or death issue. Oh my god, I'm sure David has a lecture prepared for that. I mean, is is good a lecture? <laughs> like I, I remember reading um Snow like, Crash. Yeah, that's just like unambiguously a good thing, and I don't know why it's controversial. I remember reading well, because you've you kind of feel like you would end up in a snow crash situation, right? And when I read that originally as a teenager, I was like, oh man, this is ridiculous and funny and wouldn't this be terrible? But like the older I get, the more like maybe it wouldn't be terrible. And especially when I read the Diamond uh-huh. Age, which takes place like 80 years later after they figured out their government shit somewhat. And it's more, the, the, the laws make more sense. And instead of being franchise districts like McDonald's district and Taco Bell district, there, there's, there's, there's some more uniformity to it, and uh, it just. I, I read that now. I'm like, why? This seems yeah. like a much better idea. They're just making everybody within these two thousand miles from the two coasts be under, you know, the exact same laws when they have such different cultures and, and lifestyles. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the Diamond Age is basically how I conceive anarcho-capitalism. Like, it's just the uh, basically. The Diamond Age has unshackled governance from geographical location. And so governments need to actually compete by providing better goods and services to their constituents at lower cost. And like that's literally just the definition of ANCAP. Yeah, but you literally cannot unshackle governance from a geographic location to Watch a full ex- no, you, because that's how people um, control territory uh, through military force is based on the geography of an area. Like that's always going to be a yeah, consideration. That, yeah, and that's why um, national defense is the hard problem. But if we assume that away, as they do in the Diamond Age by positing all sorts of technological solutions, uh, then like there's no reason why those two things should be connected. 
I don't think you can assume that away in the real world where we have things like massive standing armies and nuclear weapons. Yes. Which is why, like, I am... Which is why, even though the Diamond Age is clearly, like, a vast improvement, I'm still, like, a little bit wishy-washy about the whole ANCAP thing. I know that'll probably surprise people in this server, because... I literally don't know who I'm talking to right now. What the hell did you just say? Uh, So, when I'm talking to my ANCAP friends at GMU, I spend most of my time talking about how, like, there are actually some really hard problems we'd need to figure out. Wes, did you kill David and replace him with a different David of your own design? No, No. you didn't. Um, I mean, let's remember that my first introduction to David was him on your podcast talking about how we should have a negative income tax. So, I mean, there's a little socialism in there. (laughs) I, I love the way you said your podcast with such bitter accusation in your tone. Your tone. Your podcast. Also, I recognize that that was bait, and I am not taking it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, I have not read whatever book you guys were talking about, but I have read To Like the Lightning, which has a, uh, a very similar system, it sounds like, where people opt in through the laws they want and um, sort of join a, an international group that all agrees to live by those laws and has sort of reciprocity agreements with the other group. Yeah, but Too Like the Lightning seems to have gone through some sort of like horrible, oh, nearly apocalyptic event like 100 years in the past, and I'm, I'm really not sure I want to live through that to get to their future end state. Ah, uh, well, then, <laughs> Sort of apocalypse now. No, uh, no, no, not even no, close to an apocalypse now. So, guys, I have some good news. Mm-hmm. With uh, 50% of precincts reporting, the New Jersey uh, legalization of marijuana ballot question is up 68 to 32. Oh, welcome oh, to the new millennium. Um, I live in Colorado. We don't need your smugness right now, all right? <laughs> Nobody else on the East Coast has it. Seriously, no one on the East Coast has legal marijuana? I think um, DC like decriminalized, but still technically. DC is in a weird place. Um, I think they're still doing the thing where like it's legal to own and use and give as a gift, but you can't uh, sell it. Yeah, there's and, nowhere you can like, go to a store and buy it. And uh, Pennsylvania has um, medical marijuana. Yeah, a number of places have medical marijuana. New Jersey's had that for a while. Um, which is great because it means they already have dispensaries, which, uh, assuming this ballot initiative passes, can be quickly set up to uh, have a section for recreation. Yeah, that's what we did in Colorado do. Overnight, a lot of them uh, switched to both. Well, not literally overnight, but in the matter of a few weeks, there was, you know, regulation Wait, and not, shit. Not literally overnight? Didn't they just need to, like, put up a sign that says, this stuff is not medicine? David, you you constantly tell me about how bad governments are because of bureaucracies, and yet you do not think that there was all sorts of bureaucratic hoops to jump through? Yeah. You can't just pass a law without making people bribe you and fill out tons of paperwork. Not wrong. I don't... Hmm. I don't think just taxing murder is enough, hobo demon. I mean, technically, you can model, like, what we do to murderers as a tax. It's just a tax in kind rather than uh, in money. 
where the time is labor hours. I'm pretty sure the last time I talked about murder with David that you you, you, uh, described the actual murder as Yeah, that's a tax too. I think we're really stretching the definition of tax at this point. Look, a tax is anything that, like, you can model anything as a tax if it's, like, a transfer of resources away from uh, the one who produced the value. I can model anything as perfectly spherical, too, if I want to, but that doesn't actually do anything except make the math easier. Yeah, but easy math is really, really helpful. It is, but it is sometimes hard to talk with. Speaking as the... Speaking as the one who's actually had to do the math. <laughs> I, I just think you're going to have a hard time talking to regular people if you start talking about um, the tax that was imposed on the Iraqi people or whatever. Who wants to talk to regular people? Yeah, it, it can come in useful sometimes. They control sometimes. most of the wealth. Okay, that's not entirely true. They control most of the socialization. Of the they get to vote. Exactly. Regular people have most of the votes. So I just want to disenfranchise them so I don't have to talk to them. Damn, dude. I'm I'm not sure how I'm not sure I feel about that because while I agree that the average voter is maybe too uninformed to have a good opinion on the voting, like taking the vote away just makes it way too easy to oppress people. Okay, yeah. So that was like exaggerating for comedy's sake, but um I can't remember. Have I described my uh, ideal form of epistocracy? Is it something to do with a liquid democracy where you transmit your vote to other people and then they vote? No, no, that's Wes's idea. Uh, My idea is basically when you go to vote, you have the normal ballot, you have a uh, demographic survey, and then you have a political literacy test. And uh, your score on the test is your weight is the weight given to um, the candidates you listed on the ballot, uh, with the remainder going to uh, the people who are demographically identical to you who got a perfect score on the literacy test. So oh, if, you did mention that. Okay. All right. Yeah, I thought I talked about. It. Um, so yeah, basically, if you vote for candidate A, and you get a 6 out of 10 on the test, and um, uh, people demographically identical to you uh, went half and half for candidates B and C, then your uh, final ballot would be um, uh, 0.6 votes for A, and then uh, 0.2 each for B and C. I think... I think there's got to be a way to break the system using some sort of Harry Potter method. Yeah, I mean, the easy way is just to hack the the literacy test, uh, which I admit is a hard problem, but I think it's probably solvable. I just haven't put uh, that much thought into thinking how I could solve it because no one's asking me to redesign the American electoral system. But when they do... I will put a lot of thought into it because I recognize that that's the hard problem. Are we? We're basically stuck with this electoral system up until there's a total collapse, right? Uh, I mean, there could be another constitutional convention. I, I heard a nope from Wes. Wes, what? Expand on that nope. 
Well, 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 okay. I mean, it's still going to be basically this system just with a popular vote rather than electoral college. Oh, yes. So not it would be a popular vote for electing the president, but that's all that would we'll still be stuck with the shitty thing. Yeah, well, and just the the popular vote in general, I'm not even all that keen on, except that it's any other system is, you know, too hard to implement without a complete destruction of what we have now. No other system would really work either. Like like something like liquid democracy, if we got if we if we developed the technology for it could work. But nothing's gonna work that makes people that people feel is unfair. Like the whole point of democracy and why countries ended up embracing it is because it it sort of appeases the populace. It makes people feel like the system is fair and that the people have a voice. That's um, pretty important. Yeah, something I, like what David's suggesting would, I'm sure, come up with good policy while it lasted, but it would get ended pretty easily because people would be like, "Hey, my vote didn't count as much as the other person. I hate this. Let's do a di- let's do something different." I feel like if the system could last for a jet, I I completely agree that that's a problem during the uh, transitional generation. But if it lasts a generation, then I think people will just like kind of accept it as just, like, the way things do, the same way they pretty much accept how uh, the Electoral College works. If you could raise people in that system and they grew up, uh, you know, understanding that that was, there were good reasons for why it is what it is, then sure. But that's that's a heavy lift. I think it would only I mean, be I a never matter of... That it's a heavy lift. I think it would only be a matter of time before, like, a Caesar or a Trump or some populist comes along and says, you know... Your vote isn't counting because of the stupid system. Uh, vote for me, and we can tear it all down. Uh, a Trump or a Caesar? Or well, a in the in the in the not that they're equally smart or competent, but both that you know we're riding populist waves to destroy the current system. Well, you're the uh, Rome historian. Tell us about that. Oh, I don't know. It's it's a a matter of the basically very much what we have now where the elites liked the system that they had but uh the popular people were slowly getting more and more shafted and more and more disenfranchised with uh how things were going and then they had a bunch of civil wars ravaging the country that they you know you basically always recovered from but it wasn't great and uh eventually i mean this is the very very short version for the long version many many hours of reading and then in the end caesar just said you know what fuck it no more civil wars no more of this terrible government shit you guys are on my side right and enough of the populace was on his side and then he we get dictatorship i also would not say that i'm anything like a rome expert if you're uh, interested in stories from historical rome check out what lies dreaming by Ash brodsky <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, I mean, yes, and thank you for the plug, but I... I, it, I hmm. Audiobook's almost finished. It is. I, I just feel very, very self-conscious when, when people plug stuff like that. Yeah, I know, but that's because you're dumb. Uh, anyone okay. listening, you should read this book. It's actually very good. Aw, thank you. Or listen to it. The audiobook is almost done. Experience one of the chapters in the the dulcet tones of my voice. Indeed. I am waiting for the audiobook to be all the way done because I've been burned one too many times. And if the person who was in charge of the 
Pokemon Origin of the Species audiobook is listening to this, finish your mm. dang job. Just kidding. You're people who do audiobooks, podcasts, are doing a noble public service and they should get positive reinforcement. I believe the term is they're doing God's work. Um, when economists say positive reinforcement, they mean... Oh, okay. Or anything that can be modeled as money. Anything that's the opposite. Praise and stuff. Basically anything good. So anything good can be modeled as money? Yeah. Eh, I, I beg to differ. Well, I'm the one who has to do the math, so I get to pick the rules. <laughs> you get your PhD, and then you can tell me about it. Bam. Uh, Let's see, Senate so. seats are still 38 to 38, it looks like. Yeah. Um, Baby Roxy is refusing to go to bed until... Aww. Abby. The election is called. I think she's going to be very disappointed. Wait, wait the, the election is called? Yeah, it's going to be away for a while then. I know, but she's a baby. She doesn't understand. She said she doesn't want to grow up in uh, Trump's America. <laughs> well, if Trump wins, you can fix that, Wes. I Not that you should. I don't know what you're saying. I'm was... saying that you should go to Canada. That was, that was exactly what I was saying. Thank you, David. All right, or possibly Singapore. I'm still not sure Singapore is a good place to raise anyone. Although most of the Singaporeans seem pretty happy with it, so maybe that's just my cultural weirdness. Yeah, because if they say they're not, the uh, goons come get them. So this is super weird. 538 is treating uh, North Carolina like it's like 50-50. And the New York Times is treating it like it's basically called for Trump. Huh. New York, yeah, New York Times says it is 95 plus percent for Trump. And 538 keeps bringing it up like, oh man, really close. I trust 538 a bit more than New York Times, but that is weird. Yeah, except 538 keeps referencing New York Times. To be like, oh, they have their needle at this, like it's uh, an authoritative source. Huh. I'm confused. Yeah, me too. So let's see. On 538... Supposedly, they're saying 81% of the expected vote is in in North Carolina. Biden is leading 50.1% to 48.7%. What is ABC saying? ABC and 538 are basically, I think, ABC. No, that's CBS. No, it's ABC. Yeah, ABC. The New York Times says. Oh, New York Times. They have have their their little needle on North Carolina. It's got, uh, they're predicting Trump. Plus 1.7. Am I to believe that Wes, who uh, was a fan of Slate Star Codex, is actually at the New York Times site for some reason? Yeah. This this sounds like a terrible use of your internet resources. He's not wrong. I am still very bitter at the New York Times. I mean, I have my ad block. It's it's hard. I don't know. It's really hard to say that about the New York Times because I realize they do do some actual good work. And... uh, you hate to see someone like that or something like that brought down over one incident, but I just like fuck them so hard, man. I don't I know. Don't, I have a uh, Chrome extension that lets me bypass their paywall, so I feel mm. like they don't want me on there. To me, this feels like very much what do you do with someone in your community if they've like murdered someone else, but they're still basically a contributing member to society and in the prime of their life and all that, and you're like, well, if we 
kick this guy out of our tribe now. He won't help us hunt down large game and we could all starve. But on the other hand, we don't want to have a fucking murderer in our tribe either. What do we do? Like, that is how I feel about the New York Times. I feel like if we don't punish the New York Times, then we'll get more people doxing random bloggers for clicks. And doxing random bloggers for clicks is bad, so we should punish them to the full extent of the law. What's our actual choice? Like, what what control do we have over the news? Uh, well, don't go to their dumb website. Boycott. I mean, I don't give them money. Yeah, just... no, going to their website with an ad blocker on is definitely um, almost as good. You give them some prestige still by relying on them and mentioning them in live broadcasts, though. That is true. I mean, I guess. I know you can't pay the rent with prestige, but New York Times seems to really like it, and I want to not give them things that they like. All right. Well, I feel like an extended discussion about how much they suck really undoes any minor pressure they get from me. Like, oh, I looked at this election needle. That is also fair. So uh, let it be known. The New York Times sucks. And uh, <laughs> that's Scott Alexander. And that's the reason we haven't gotten any Slate Star Codex article for three or four months. Or... God, it's been longer than that, hasn't it? It's been so fucking long. <laughs> uh, it was like, I feel like around month two of pandemic. So... And that started in March, so... He posted it on June 22nd hmm. that uh, I'm deleting my blog. Yeah, it really feels like it's been much longer, and I, I, I miss having Slate Sarcotics in my life. I have, at this point, been robbed of five months of Scott Alexander content, which is usually, you know, on average, one to two two posts a week, but you know, one of them is stuff about brain drugs that I don't have any expertise in. So one darn good post every week, that's four per month. Man. What he's saying is you owe us New York Times. You really do. Yep. Now granted, I am glad this has inspired Scott to uh, stop really trying to be anonymous. I'm not sure he was ever trying to be anonymous. He just didn't want people doxing him. Yeah, but I mean, he's he's... Taking, I feel uh, like well, if he was... So, part of me thinks that if he was trying to be anonymous, he wouldn't have done as bad a job at it. But, like, another part of me feels like he just kind of kept coasting on inertia vis-a-vis -vis his, like, identity policy. Um, when his blog blew up in popularity, which was probably not a good idea on his part. Yeah, I just mean the stuff he's doing now, where he's taking steps to make it so this uh, won't so, uh, what, Puma, what is he doing now? Puma writes, SSC is cool, but it's basically big brain masturbation. NYT actually breaks stories still. If you want to be less wrong about the world, NYT is more important. I'm pretty sure that SSC has done more important stuff uh, in the past, well, in the year before he got canceled than NYT did. I'm pretty sure that's true as well. Um, I'd prefer big brain masturbation. <laughs> breaking news. I can go to breaking news yeah. for almost lots of different competing sources want to give me breaking news, but only Slate Star Codex gave me good big brain masturbation. I mean, the New York Times does do actual like investigative reporting and is one of the best sources. But I guess, if the New York Times was gone, someone else would take their place with very little loss whereas there's only one scott alexander 
Yeah, what you know said. Roxanne's very upset at you, Puma. <laughs> I also think it's ironic that somebody on our Discord server is complaining about the Yeah. <laughs> not wrong. I'm not sure he was um complaining exactly. But... No, just yeah. kind of pointing out that that's so since it looks like this is going to be one of those stupid close elections that um, hinges on one state again, um, are are we are we going to be seeing like chaos and civil unrest? Yes. 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 Well, you've got damn it, gotten, hell, right? that's exactly the opposite of what I wanted to hear. Um, what what sort of civil unrest are you guys thinking is going to be happening? Uh, probably some lootings, probably some burned windows. Uh, nope, that's not what windows do. Uh, <laughs> smashed windows. And, you know, usual Where? fun stuff. Like, because uh, the cities are blue. Are they going to, like, destroy themselves? Yes. That sounds so stupid. Yes. At the very <laughs> least, you could go over to, like, red areas and loot and burn there, right? You could, but that sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, I mean, I honestly don't know what to expect. Um, there's not, like, like, like if there's no winner called, I don't know if there's going to be, like, huge protests. I, I heard a lot of stores were, like, boarding up and in preparation for this, but I just, I don't get that logic entirely because, yeah, who is going to go out and throw a brick because Pennsylvania is, you know, on the bubble and no one can quite decide which way it's going? I don't, I don't know what makes you think that going out to throw a brick has to do with, like, reason. Yeah, and, like, I expect riots if Trump wins, but if it's, like, too close to call, I, I don't know. I mean, I think there will be chaos, but it, it I don't know what form that will take. Oof. Do you not think there will be riots if Biden wins? Uh, I think there will be less, much less. Trump people are much more rural, and it's hard to rally them. Yeah. And there's, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's why people would burn the cities, because humans just don't want to travel very far to riot. Yeah. Puma says, for what it's worth, a lot of cities riot and destroy themselves when their sports team wins the champion, uh, which is very accurate. Uh, having lived in a city uh, who had a Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles team not too long ago, uh, I can confirm the riot and break stuff. I mean, that never surprised me because people who like sports, I've always modeled as stupid, even though I know they're well, not having... <laughs> yes, <laughs> having met quite a few, I know that's not the actual case, but that's just how I was raised. You were raised stupid. <laughs> okay, looks like uh, Andre is trying to put together a game of Among Us. Thank you, Andre. Uh, if that comes together, I might drop the uh, Outer World stream and hop onto that. Uh, wait a minute. You're going to be dropping out of our uh, live stream of the politics to go play Among Us? Uh, no, I'll still, like, talk on this stream, and then I'll play. Am I'll stream Among Us instead. Um, or I might oh, just, like, typing? drop the stream altogether, and then, yeah, I'll do Among Us by typing. Ah, okay. Uh, I mean, I was only planning on doing this till 10.30 anyway. What time is it right now there? It is 10.12. Okay, I am entirely willing to stop in 15 minutes because it's looking like we're just going to have to wait for Pennsylvania for anything. I was kind of hoping we'd hear how uh, how Florida and Texas go before we hang up, but it could be a while. I mean, it's pretty clear that Trump won Florida. Um, Texas, nobody knows, but 
I'm not uh, n- not confident about that. I'm really, I'd really, right now, I'm looking at Ohio. Also, Johnny would like us to know that Florida is pretty clearly winning Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think most people in Florida would disagree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if there's anyone losing Florida, it's Florida. I'm pretty sure it was a typo, but since Johnny is my Wizard is calling uh, North Carolina for red, so that's that's the way it's going to go. No, Wizard. What are you, reading the New York Times like a loser? Hey, New York Times has it down to 94% now. It was How much oh, high was it earlier? It was over 95. Oh, ho, ho. Is it? Did I hear correctly? Is Oregon basically on track to legalize psilocybic mushrooms? Uh, they're on track to decriminalize, um, not actually make them legal. Um, but yes. Okay, this is this is a very stupid distinction, in my opinion. If something is it's, not against the law, why is it not legal? Well, so it will still be against the law. I think what they're... I think what's on the ballot, and I might be wrong about this because I didn't read it that closely, but I think it's like telling their police not to arrest people for it or something or putting it as like their lowest priority. Sort of like... That is such uh, bullshit. That means like, if you do it, we will arrest you if we don't like you. Yes. Well, it's a directive to not arrest you. So like anyone who arrests you for that is... I mean, I guess like, like malefactors could take advantage of that, but it would have to go like all the way up the chain of... It just seems like another one of those everyone is guilty so we can selectively enforce the law kinds of bullshit things. Um, it It's not. Like, it's... it's They can't legalize it is the, the reason. Like, it's... um I, I don't know. Actually, because it's a... I guess it's a statewide... Or no, no, no. This is just cities. So this, they can't change the state law, so it has to be illegal. And um, municipalities can't legalize something that's illegal in the state. Um, so this is pretty much... Oh. So they just tell their police to look the other way. Yeah. Like a hamster dam. Um, yeah, except this time it's legit. Johnny sorry, wants... Isn't it fully legal in Amsterdam? You know, uh, Amsterdam? Amsterdam from the wire. Yeah, it's a uh, reference to where they, they uh, the cops all told the uh, drug dealers to go deal in this certain street. Ah. And it, it seems to work pretty well. Yeah, it's just everybody hated it. I mean, I mean a lot of hated it. I mean, everyone I who was directly affected liked it, which is everyone else who hated it. Yeah, the street itself was already abandoned, and I mean, there, there was a reason they chose it. But what by everyone else, you just mean, like, other people in the city, right? Not the people watching the show? Right. Yeah, yeah, like the, uh, you know, the busybodies. Yeah, fuck those people. But, like, including the mayor, who, like, did not discuss this. Well, because they knew what he was going to say. You, you don't ask permission if you know you're going to be denied. I always say... <laughs> The Johnny wants to know uh, what this unified primary initiative is. Actually, I think he already knows, but he wants someone to talk about it, and I don't know what it is, so I'm going to pretend Johnny doesn't either so someone else can explain it to me. I don't know what that is either. Oh, he just posted, creates blanket primaries with a top two elimination process in contests for governor. Oh, okay, so like, if the top two are both Republicans, the two of them would run off against each other then? Okay, I, I think that's a great idea, because you might as well have a real contest. Uh, I think that uh, some states do that, and it is bad. Yeah, yeah, isn't that, like, what led to David Duke getting almost elected? Oh, I think it, it is, yeah. D- doesn't that just mean that almost the majority of people wanted David Duke to be elected? Um, um, um no, because... 
it's dumb because it's not you don't do you don't get to do rank choice voting or anything. You just pick your favorite out of you know however many people are running, and then the, the people with the highest, the most first choice votes run off against each other. Um, so it's you know it's like a regular primary, but you there's only one. It just it creates chaos. I fail to see why this is bad though. I mean, because presumably, if there's both strong Republican and Democrat um, influence in the in the area, then they will be the top two number one vote getters. But if it's an area that has like so many Republicans that the Democrats don't even get in the top two, then it'll be two Republicans running off against each other. And then the Democrats can vote for whichever either one is the worst of the two, right? But if two Republicans run and then 20 Democrats run, it's possible that the two Republicans would just split the Republican vote and finish one and two, and the 20 Democrats split the Democrat vote and finish behind both Republican. And then you have a runoff between two Republicans, even though more people favored Democrats. Oh, so one of those tragedy of the commons things where people didn't get, not tragedy of the commons, coordination problem things where people didn't get their shit together beforehand. Yeah, it's, um, but Johnny says that there's a, uh, there are, you know, the same forces that push first past the post elections into a two party system, push open primaries into a two candidate system, um, which seems like it defeats the whole purpose. Right. Then you would just have a pre-primary primary primary where everyone everyone decides who among the 20 Democrats is the one they vote for. But I think Georgia is doing this right now. Like, I think that's why we're expecting there to be a special election in January for one of the open Georgia Senate seats. I want want to make Wizard uh, not upset. Are we done? Oh, wait. Are we going to keep talking about this for a minute, though? Talk about whatever you want. Nah, I don't care. Okay. Uh, Wizard is upset that nobody's talking about polling being off by 9%. Uh, Are we talking specifically about Florida, or are we talking about um, uh, multiple things here? If you're talking about Florida, then lots of people are talking about it. Yeah. All over the place, things are off by 9%, apparently. I don't think that's accurate. I think the big... I think Florida's the only one that's been super off. I specifically did hear that, like, North Carolina was uh, in play. Kentucky would be in play. Texas would be in play. And by in play, I, I meant like a decent chance for Joe Biden. Are though, and it doesn't seem like they're as that. That's as likely now. Um, I mean, Biden had a decent chance. Um, he's still ahead so far in North Carolina. Um, but for some reason, like I was saying, the New York Times has him as like almost certainly. But it's going to be close. Uh, everyone, the Among Us server is up. The um, code for it is in hashtag land parties. I, I do wish the polling was better. Last four years ago, it was just as awful. I don't know if we can really even trust polling anymore because it seems to be shitty and out of whack now. Yeah. Um, 538 is now, it's talking about Ohio, and they're saying that the... Uh, the, the results are still pretty good for Biden. And even if he doesn't win Ohio, that a good result, uh, you know, improvement over Clinton's numbers in Ohio says good things about Pennsylvania. Uh, so that's a little bit of good news. Okay. Among Us stream is up. Alrighty. Are we going to... What? what? Are we going to get an uh, actual popular vote win for Trump if he does win? Absolutely not. There's no way he gets a popular... No, if there's a Trump win, it's it's more bullshit like last time, which just gets like five of the right votes in the right states. Ooh, things are looking pretty good for Biden in Arizona also. I did hear Arizona was swinging blue. 
Yeah, that would well, that would be huge. Five thirty-eight says Trump only has twenty percent chance to win if uh, Biden takes Arizona. But you know what I heard about Arizona is the same thing that I heard about Texas and Ohio. Yeah, but I'm they're saying based on the early results, things are looking good. okay. Whereas all the early results out of Florida were all terrible. Guys, I, I, I know we hate to think about this, but real quick, if the unthinkable were to happen, what, how, how do you foresee another four years of Trump? Like, what are you going to do to survive this bullshit? Um, get my PhD. <laughs> I mean, I guess survive is a very hyperbolic thing to say. Obviously, none of us are going to die. Not obviously. It's extremely unlikely none of us are going to die. But like, in terms of socially and mentally how are we going to make through make it through four years of this shit without just going insane and losing all our hair now we can transition our podcast to be about video there's a lot of those already i don't think we have a comparative advantage in video games especially since i play very few of them i guess you could kick me off (laughs) yeah we'll just stop talking to (laughs) me i suppose i could talk about world of warcraft i play that sometimes every now and then i play normal video games i'm working on the uh, last of us 2 right now so that's a thing yeah no you know if trump wins i'm seriously considering just like checking out of political news for a while do would that mean putting the mind killer on pause uh i don't know we'd talk about it i wouldn't actually do it because so mm. empty threats uh johnny what are we betting on at at, at infinity to one odds oh trump winning the popular vote that wasn't me though that was Inyash. No, that no, was what. Oh, right. It. Infinity to one out sounds really bad, though. <laughs> I'd do it if I had infinity dollars. <laughs> I mean, you. I mean, you don't need infinity dollars. Just uh, divide by zero instead of um, multiplying by infinity. Um, oh no, Trump's won Louisiana. He was always going to win Louisiana. No, it's uh, being. Oh, okay. Ugh, this is horrible. This is bad times. David, what are your plans for the next four years, if you have any, to to not go emotionally frayed? Uh, I mean, they're, they're the same as what my plans are if Biden wins. Yeah, David doesn't really. Yeah. Does it, it really wouldn't affect you all that much emotionally? I mean, I'd be kind of bummed. But, uh, yeah, probably not. Like, I, I'm... The great thing about being so damn cynical about politics is, like, I don't care what happens. Um, Because, like, you know, the people you like are going to disappoint you and the people you don't like aren't going to be as bad as you expect. Uh, Or rather, they will be worse than you expect, but um, not worse than the other team would have been. Like, there aren't any new wars. There probably would have been if... Hillary had won, so like that's nice. Yeah, I mean the Trump years were not... it's been pretty good for uh, educational choice. The Trump years were not great in terms of policy that I care about, but there was no huge disaster till COVID. But you know, I worry that there will be something else that requires actual leadership, competent, and yeah, it, yeah, but if there's something that requires actual leadership and competence then we're hosed no matter who wins no it would have been like the COVID thing is really the big thing like any just regular year any of the three years prior to this either candidate could have either hillary or trump could have been you know there'd be some differences but 
inertia gets you a long way to just coasting forward, but then something like COVID happens and then you actually need someone. Like, I think Hillary would have handled it drastically different. I think any of the Republican candidates that ran against Trump uh, in 2016 would have handled it much better than he did. And it's it's those, you know, black swan events. It's the Pearl Harbors and uh, those that you gotta that you gotta you have gotta a have decent it. president for. No, I mean, I, I disagree. I think the die was cast with COVID when we came up with a medical establishment that bans things by default and reviews them at leisure. And like, there wasn't, there weren't any candidates in 2016 who were advocating dissolution of the FDA and CDC. So, like, no matter who won, we would have been more or less equally hosed. Yeah, see, I don't think so at all because I didn't. I, I don't think any candidate but Trump would have politicized, you know, wearing masks. Yeah, um, I mean that's true, but the that's true, but like the original sin of the American COVID response was us banning testing for the first five weeks, and Trump had diddly buckets to do with that. Yeah, no, that's true. Like we still would have made done a, a bunch of the same stupid shit, but Trump like like intentionally slowed down testing. Like he went on TV and said yeah. he's doing it. I don't think any other candidate would have done that. So I think if not for him, we would have at least some more testing. Um, we might have significantly. Um, a more competent president probably would have gotten us, you know, another relief bill. I don't know how you feel about that, but I, I'd be in favor. All the initial mistakes would have been just as bad because like you said, those weren't Trump's fault, but the politicization of the mask, the the kept constantly saying, oh, it'll all be over and resolve itself soon and not really doing much of anything so that we didn't use those three months to get uh, tracking practices in like they have in the Asian countries. All There's so much that could have been done with those uh, few months when we locked down and had some time to breathe. And instead, we did nothing except make this into a culture war issue as well. And I don't think very many other presidents would have done that. All right. Well, we missed it because uh, we were we were yammering. But they have called the weed question in New Jersey. It has passed. Yay. So there's at least some good news for the night. And on that, it is now 1030. So I think we can call it here. Before we do, do you use weed yourself, Wes? Is this going to be a help? I, so I always describe myself as I, I, I do smoke weed, but I smoke the least amount of weed of anyone I know who buys their own weed. Okay. So people, a lot, some people smoke less than me, but they typically don't buy weed. And anyone else who actually goes to a dealer to buy weed usually smokes way more. Okay. Gotcha. They're usually more like the pothead stereotype. I just smoke like once. A month. Yeah. But maybe I'll smoke more. Now, uh, if Donald Trump wins. So what I hear is that we're meeting tomorrow at the same time for another live broadcast to talk about the election results as they come in. Absolutely. Everyone definitely show up tomorrow. Uh, I'll just play the audio from this one. All right. Well, thank you everybody for joining us. Even David, who uh, was having fun in his own way. Thanks for, thanks for tuning in. We'll uh, see everybody next monday for our regularly scheduled program and by the we should definitely know if we if we have a different president or not right uh, maybe uh we'll know if we have lawsuits that we need to deal with um probably 
Anyway, anyway. bye, losers. <laughs> bye. Bye. bye.